and welcome to Down with the Browns. And welcome back to another episode of Down with the Browns. What is up, Uncle Buff? And we've got wrongly convicted martyr Maddie G. Um, if you are watching this live, you can actually see Maddie G does not have a camera because we confiscated it due to his numerous emails sent to Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry telling them and demanding them to trade Nick Chubb because now it's better for the team. We, we we can't share these emails um, due to the verbiage used in there. Um, now, a lot of HBO not as, words. A lot yeah, of HBO it, words. It, it's not as bad as like the John Gruden emails, but it, it, it's pretty bad. And you know, the last thing we want to do is get pulled for censorship. Um, you, you know, the content's already bad enough already. We're we're not we're not trying to do that. But yeah, so he's he's purely like off camera. Um, you, you know, until further notice. So. <laughs> it's the deep state the deep state is after me the deep state is after me i mean I, I don't know i mean i've ruffled some feathers i can tell and it's it's clear the deep state's after me i mean all this man wants to do is win but you know people keep holding me back i don't know keep holding you back i, I don't so know have you, have you heard anything inside those prison walls maddie g the prison the prison walls you know are saying that you know it, it's prison you know you never know what goes on around here but i did hear something about a oh. new God. Special teams coordinator. Ooh, yes. Because, um, as everybody knows, Mike Prefer was let go earlier today. Which I don't know. What do you guys think? I didn't I see that, that coming. Super late. Yeah. It, it, like, why wasn't this done earlier? Is my question. They, if they really didn't they want him mu- coming back, they must. They must know something that we don't. I'm guessing about. Ray Bubba Ventrone, which first off, I had no idea. What a did name! You, guys, you know that? Did you guys know that Ray went by Bubba? I didn't. The entire time no, he they never the called him that. I promise never. You, yes. Yeah. What, it was Bubba? always Ray. Yeah, they never called him Bubba. I love Bubba. It, it must that have been cool like a new nickname or Bubba something. Ventrone. That just sounds like a, it's a, a cool really name. red. It's a really redneck, high class like wine or something. Right, yeah. sounds like it'd be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, drink wine. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, it yeah, sounds fancy. I, 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 I mean, I tell women I drink wine, but I, I don't drink wine. <laughs> I, it just, I guess it's grape juice, right? Anyways, yeah. let's get back to Bubba. All right, let's let's talk about Bubba a little bit. So, tell tell me a little bit about Bubba. So he he did eight years in the league. Um, He did four of them in Cleveland. Um, His first stint Mm -hmm. was two years in New England. Uh, Spent four years in Cleveland. At one point, he was a special teams captain. Um, Pretty pretty much, you you know, sure tackler. And you know, the one thing that I can I can respect about about Ventrone is you know he wasn't really much of a talent, but he made a living off of special teams. And isn't that what you want, you, you know, your special teams coordinator to be, yep. you know, a guy that's absolutely obsessed with that side of the game. And, you, you know, the data shows it. So um, he's 
most recently been with the Colts here. He's been their special teams coordinator um, since 2018. Um, so PFF released his grades, um, like his special teams core, year after year. Um, so from 2018 to 2022, uh, fifth, 21st, first, tied for second, and tied for fourth. So for three years in a row, he's at a top five special teams unit. So, mm-hmm. and, and across and the league, it's that, not Max, just the, the Browns. Go ahead. The one thing that I do like about that, Mac, and I think a very underrated part that people aren't talking about, where Rentrone got his start as a coach with the Patriots under Bill Belichick. And say what you will about Bill Belichick, he is obsessed with special teams. The Patriots have always got their I's dotted and T's crossed when it comes to special teams. So you know that Ventrone is going to be very, very down in the details, which is something that I think would, we would all say was, was a very fair criticism of Mike Prefer, that it felt like the details a lot of times got missed when it came to special teams. Yeah, yeah, no, um, there's a lot of times, uh, you, you know, too many men on the field, so on and so forth. Um, yeah. I was curious because it, it really seemed like now there's especially with like special teams it's really hard to like quantify how good how bad um you know so i i did a little little bit of digging and i looked at the epa of the brown special teams like game by game since 2019 so in like in terms of uh like epa it's expected point points average meaning you know is it affecting the game positively or negatively so mm-hmm. since 2018 or since 2019, 33 out of the 66 games, so 50% of the time, the special teams on the Browns has negatively impacted the game, which can't have that. Yeah. And so, so you think about it, if that's 50%, that's one sixth of your team consistently is negatively affecting the team, which is like, like it, it, Everybody talks about quarterback and passing, um, you, you know, or, or, you know, pass rush on defense, secondaries. But special teams is a real thing. And good teams, I mean, Christian said it, Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches of all time. I didn't say that. <laughs> always pays attention to special teams. That was my AG. But enough of the nerd talk. Is he going to win me games, Mac? That's what I want to know. Is, is this going to cost – cost me to lose a 14-point lead with two minutes left on the clock. I mean, you're going to have your onside kick team ready, which ended up losing them the Jets game. So so, so is this guy going to have Cade York kicking like how we thought he was going to be kicking last year? Is he gonna be kicking I don't, like he was I don't know if he's a kicker whisperer because that's a, that's a completely different thing. I, I mean, in, in terms of what a special teams coordinator does – um, it's more or less making sure everybody's lined up uh, with the correct formation um, in terms of going down on kickoff, staying in your lanes, kickoff return. You know, who are you blocking? What what area are you covering? Are you forming the wall? So on and so forth. But in terms of yeah. kickers, um, they're they're that lone wolf out there. Uh, I mean, you know, now granted, if like a- anybody in the in the audience here, uh, you know, played been around kickers, let me know. But from my experience, like high school and college, you didn't talk. To the game's going on. You don't. You don't talk to number ninety-four when he's warming up here. You don't. You don't even breathe on him. You don't even look at him. 
you let him do his own thing because they're such technicians in terms of their step and how they're kicking and you know how they are between the ears. So I don't know if he's going to get the you know Cade York in line here and consistent, but I can tell you one thing is that all other phases of special teams are going to drastically improve, and you might not notice it on the stat sheet, but you'll notice it on tape. Yeah, sounds impressive. As long as we win games, win me a Super Bowl, give me some points on the board, I don't care what happens. Just win me a freaking Super Bowl. That's all I want. That's all I need. Just one. Just one. I could die a happy man knowing that when I get to heaven, me and Jesus, we're going to be talking, you know, and I'll just, you know, yeah, Super Bowl, Super Browns. Anyways, all right. Uh... What's what's next on the agenda, Mac? I forgot. Hey, <laughs> where's Manny? Can we can we talk about that? Can we talk about that? Where's Manny? Where where is he? He fell okay. in the crock pot. Oh, oh. So I keep hitting something. Oh no. You know, oh, no. you know what's crazy? Hold on. Before what's we because I, I know what we're gonna get into, but think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we have a lot of issues right now with chemicals in Ohio and explosions at factories and train derailments, you know, and all these chemicals and a certain scientist isn't on time for his podcast. Oh, bum, bum, bum. oh no. Interesting. Just saying. I need a cellmate. Put him, lock him up, buddy. Lock him up. <laughs> so actually I got a question about the contaminated water. Is it actually affecting a lot of stuff. Uh, not for us. Um, so I actually, I mean, actually, yeah. both Mac and I probably know people, and I know people in East Palestine. Do you know, Mac, you've got to know some people in East Palestine. <laughs> Bed, Bath, and Beyond. Jeff said Manny is at Bed, Bath, and Beyond, and I wouldn't, wouldn't doubt surprise it. me. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise doubt me. It. Um, I mean, I, I have a cousin um, that, you know, uh, kind of works between Canfield and Borman Fire Department. Um, he was kind of filling me in on a lot of the details. I mean, mm -hmm. they had to dispatch several departments just to put it out. Um, and if we, wow. with it being a chemical fire, they couldn't even use water. So they had to, like, nope. almost just kind of suffocate it and wait it out. Um, but good news today, I guess, um, you, you know, Governor Mike DeWine it did his little – little lap around and was drinking out of people's tap waters. So, you know, as long as he's still kicking, I, I, I you know, I, I think we might be, might be fine, but it might be worth it's noting um, to use your Brita filter. <laughs> Jeff said, I grew up in the city of Cleveland. I'm used to drinking horrible water. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I got pneumonia from drinking water from Lake Erie when I was little. So, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think I'll be fine. Is is that why you guys yeah, it's, tell me not to jump in the lake? Yeah, depending on where it is, it's not worth jumping in the lake. It's not that crystal clean mountain um mountain Man moonshine water. water you got up in up there, yeah. <laughs> up in up in the hills. Up in the hills, yeah. But no, seriously though, I, I do give my best wishes to East Palestine and everyone down there. Like I know a lot of people in the Youngstown area, it's definitely it's a pretty horrible situation, you know. I think just look up the I think if Anyone who sees the video of entire streams of hundreds of thousands of uh, probably thousands of fish at this point just floating dead for miles in a stream, I think really kind of 
gives you an idea about the severity of the situation. So, you know, I give my best wishes to everyone in the situation, everyone in East Palestine and um, with that explosion at the factory that happened uh, yesterday. It, it's just, yeah, it's really two unfortunate, truly tragic situations that have happened really close together. And, you know, I can speak on behalf of all of us here at Down with the Browns. We give everyone our best thoughts and prayers. I know, fortunately, that's not the best these days, but that's all we can do at this point. And, you know, we ask that you guys do the same. And I heard that there might be a little bit of a water uh, water drive going on for East Palestine soon. So if that does end up happening, um, be sure to think about giving to that. Those people really need the water. For sure, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. But uh, back to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, Mac, what was the next thing on the, that agenda? I, I'm um, hearing some stuff. What's the what's the what's the rampage? I can't hear it. What there's like a rampage coming? Do you hear that? It's hairy. It's very very hairy. It's, oh, it's a what the buffalo heard. On behalf of Down with the Browns, we acknowledge your complaints about not doing our shows at our regularly scheduled time. Our solution to you is that you can keep crying about it. This is Mac. What the buffalo heard. Today, the team announced the special teams coordinator, Mike Prefer, was relieved of his duty. The sacrificial scapegoat for Kevin Savansky was let go after several special teams blunders through his four years in Cleveland. It's still sad to see him fired, though, especially since Alex Van Pelt is now the only coach left from the staff that achieved the playoff win in Pittsburgh. The Browns are also busy adding to their coaching staff as they have hired Utah State defensive coordinator Ephraim Banda as their safeties coach. He won the hearts of the front office after stating in the interview he actually pays attention to the opposing wide receiver personnel. Lastly, football fans do have something to tide them over until August as the new XFL has been rebooted for the millionth time and debuted this past weekend. It was great seeing some familiar faces get another chance to play the game that they love. Special shout out to former Brown and current Seattle Sea Dragon, Josh Gordon for scoring a TD in his first game. The hype was shortly lived though, as Gordon was quickly handed another drug test after telling the referee he wanted to change his number from zero to 420. This is Mac for the Buffalo <laughs> That was good, that was good. That was, I will say this though, Flash wearing zero is pretty awesome. That's a real, oh, zero yo, is a really crisp. Zero is a really cool wide receiver number. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, I'm usually a big traditionalist. I I don't like – I typically don't like players not wearing, like, the usual, like, um, like number guys just because it's harder to tell who they are in the field. But wide, receiver, wide receivers and running backs and single digits are just something else. Yeah, definitely, Chris. I, yeah. I, I, I enjoy it. It makes the game, so, you know, a little bit more sleek. So I know, like in the XFL, they've been trying new things, kind of tying it to the NFL, like new things that they can implement in the game. So uh, we discussed this earlier. We're going to talk about it. Um, so, what do you guys think that the NFL should implement in the games to make them more interesting and just better for the players to be playing the football game? So I have two. One is very unrealistic, and one is nearly impossible. So I'll start with the more realistic one of being extremely unrealistic. <laughs> so Jeez. my fir- <laughs> my first one is I'm a big supporter of scrapping the Pro Bowl and just making it being basically named to a team like an All Pro team. Just basically just okay. basically just having it be a fan voted All Pro team because that's basically what it is. And then I'm a huge supporter of having the weekend before the Super Bowl being the Toilet Bowl or the first. First pick bowl where the two worst teams in football have to play 
for the first pick. Winner gets the first pick. Think about how dramatic this is. It's guys who will be going hard because it's going to be a bunch of guys who typically aren't aren't the cream of the crop in the NFL who need to put something on tape and add in the drama of a lot of times it's probably going to be two new coaches who are going to be quickly putting a game plan together. You could probably – I would run a hard knock season of the team spending a month getting ready for the game. You can kind of see, like, you know, maybe get a feel for early coach of the year candidates. Think about the drama of the quarterbacks trying to lead their teams to victory, knowing that they're trying to help their team replace them. I think it'd actually be a pretty interesting product. Well, and, and, and I mean, especially you brought in the idea of, um, you, you know, of these new coaches that are like just settling in. So you could see, you know, trick plays, you could see plays that are like thrown together that are super creative. Um, you know, I, and, and plus, uh, you know, it, it's always good. And, you know, part of the reason why we, why some of us enjoy like the USFL and the XFL, everybody's still like trying to, and you, you can see this with, you, you know, music or certain things in, you know, culture. Um, but, everybody's trying to find the next big thing. Everybody's right. trying to find, you, you know, the next big player. So that would be just another opportunity for some low level guy to show out. And, you know, sometimes do we get a little bit of subpar play? Sure. You know, nobody, nobody's perfect, but all it takes is just that one guy. And then everybody's talking about it. So think about, uh, yeah. what's the guy's name? Is it like Keontae Turpin, the Cowboys returner, who was the XFL MVP? Who had yeah. who had like two? He had two touchdowns returned this year on kickoffs. I want to say he at least had one. Yeah, and Jeff actually just said in the comments that he also loved the kickoffs. Oh yeah, no the the kickoffs were super interesting. Um, mm -hmm. For those that didn't catch it, uh, basically the the kickoff team um, and the kickoff return team were about ten yards apart um, down the field. Um, the kicker was at his normal, normal like kicking space, and the returner obviously in the end zone. But neither the kickoff team or the kickoff return team could move until the ball was possessed. Now, you know, does that does it take away you know some momentum and some hard hits? Sure, but number one, they're preventing injuries, and number two, you know, it's I don't. I, I enjoyed it for the sole fact of, you, you know, there's guys pretty much like facing each other 10 yards apart. So, you, you know, they have to create a wall sort of, and it's just, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of little, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of torn on it. Cause they, you know, now you're not getting guys flying down the field and, you know, knocking somebody's head off. So, but granted, that's why they're doing it. Cause so you ready you for the extremely unrealistic one? It's an impossible one. So I was thinking about this. I saw an NFL memes like joke post about it, but I actually think that this could be a genius idea. So how okay. about we have the winner of the XFL play the last team in the NFL in a game. Whoever wins gets a spot in the NFL. Loser has to play in the XFL oh, no. for another season. I know, I know That's this is extremely atrocious. unrealistic, but I can be honest with you, the more and more I think about it, I think a relegation system would just make the season so much more interesting because those week 16, 17, 18 games will matter so much more. Like, think about us in 
2017, about during the 0-16 yeah. season, we'd be, we'd be sweating bullets thinking that we were going to get relegated to the XFL. Yeah, uh, so you, you know what? That actually, it, again, I mean, completely unrealistic. If you could, that's never going to happen. But from an sure entertainment, uh, no, no. From an entertainment perspective, but, think about how fun yeah. those games would be. I mean, outside it's, of the past two years, the NFL's had a tanking problem, and you know, the product from week fifteen on is terrible for some of these bottom teams, and some of these teams <laughs> don't care because if they end up losing, they're going to get the draft pick anyway. So, yeah, you know, why not? Why not put a little bit something on the line, a little bit of incentive to hey, let's not phone it in, you know, for the last five weeks. Then, how? Then I'll add another thing to that. You don't do the draft. You do something with the draft where it's not played after the game. Because what if, you know, you take your hot shot quarterback number one overall? Guess what, buddy? You're not playing in the NFL this year. You're playing in the XFL. Doing something where you start creating drama. Because what if, what if you take X quarterback and he doesn't sign? Because he's like, I'm not playing in the XFL. I'll come out next year. Solid. Yeah, yeah. No. Um. I mean, when. Uh, so so I wait, 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 Hold up. Hold up. Facial reactions. Uh. So okay. Let's say. Let's say like they bump down a team. So you're you're technically in the XFL. What happens if they just like, kind of want to just blow it up and they start trading within the XFL and then they get bumped back up? That's fine. It's like trading within minor league baseball. It's not that big of a deal. They're yeah. still because it's still. Because it's still a part of the overall NFL structure. All right, those guys would just be so, more motivated. It, it doesn't. It doesn't really because it doesn't so, really matter that much. All right, can I give you guys a more realistic thing that I think that they should implement on the NFL? Go ahead. So I know when. Exactly what you're gonna say. <laughs> so when when it hits the two minute warning oh, in the fourth Christ. quarter, <laughs> I think that they should release lions. Onto the field and let the best team win. Because let's be real, the crowd, I mean, they it affects a little bit. But if you can win a football game with Lions on the field, I mean, go for it. The only problem is is that the NFL already has a safety problem. Can you imagine um, you the know, players' union reaction to this? Yeah, yeah. Like this, like the CTE crisis is bad enough, and you want to literally put lions on the field. You want entertainment? You get entertainment. Gladiator this, style. I'll tell you this. Oh, right breaking now, though. news! Breaking news! Um, and I got to say this because we are a Browns podcast. Um, so I just got a notification. Um, <gasps> Peyton Hillis. Um, now is respecting a uh, or is expecting a hundred percent recovery, um, so he will be back on his feet. Um, that's good to hear it, um, especially since you, you know he he saved his own kids from drowning, which Hero. was Hero. amazing. Very heroic. Yeah, that's awesome. It, an absolute amazing story. So you know, super super happy, super glad um, that he will be discharged from the hospital, um, and he will be on his way to full recovery. Well, that's awesome, man. Peyton Hillis is a dog. He is certified oh, KFC. Dog of the year. Already. Dog of the year, yes. Already. Yeah, he. what he did was nothing short of heroic, and I think, and this is not to come off, this is going to come off a little bit weirder than it's intended to. I, I kind of feel like that story got glossed over a little bit more than it should have because of everything that was going on with DeMar Hamlin. <laughs> 
Yeah. So uh, sorry, we people that aren't watching that will be listening yeah. to this. We were not laughing at the Demar Hamlin in the Peyton Hill no. situation. There's some no, funny we comments were, uh, going on. Yeah, yeah. So section. so Manny's been found. Um, he is at a Wawa gas station. Hopefully, getting one of those delicious subs. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, hot take. Wawa isn't real. No, it's real. I've been there. It's not. I'm not saying 100 is real. It's not real. 100 is real. It's not. I've heard Wawa's trash from numerous sources in the prison. How would they know? The I'm telling you, there's. I, I redact my statement or retract whatever the fancy word is for that. I take it back since Maddie G says it's trash. It's probably great. Probably best yeah. gas station. Well, second, second to Bucky's. Bucky's is the greatest place on earth. Let's be it. People say Disney World's the best place. Bucky's. Listen, it's like a Cracker Barrel. It's a Cracker Barrel, but in gas station form. Do you yes. do you have a do you have a Bucky's where there's where one in Richmond out out in the country? There's one in Richmond. Oh, like there's no way. Oh, oh but there's not one in Kentucky. Richmond, so Kentucky. Wait, you're saying, so you're Richmond, saying, Kentucky. Oh, okay. I thought okay. Like thirty I minutes meant, south of uh I think you meant Richmond, Virginia. No. Mac, imagine a gas station with two hundred gas pumps a in a Walmart sized convenience store that has clothes, a full service restaurant, a full service grocery store. Um the one I was at you could buy video games at marriage like counseling. Xbox games. Yeah, they do have marriage counseling. Wait, yeah. Marriage counseling. Wait, wait, wait. Prayer. Wait. Okay. A okay. beaver now, runs it's, it's wild. One thing. It, 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 it's it's one thing because you you know you can gather and pray anywhere. Um, but <laughs> you're telling me that people legitimately say, "Hey, we're having an absolute terrible time with our marriage. Let's go to a Bucky's and get it fixed." Like wh- what? You're you're serious? People Listen. go to a People go to now. Granted, I understand. I've You've seen. Never I've had seen a the documentary. Nug. I've no. I've never had a beaver nug. But like, also at the same time, I feel Change like marriage counseling is pretty serious, and you should go to like a licensed therapist instead of a freaking gas station. But whoa, maybe that's just whoa, me. Whoa, 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 you calm it down, whoa. there, Buffalo man. Listen, you go there. It's a magical place, like Maddie G said. Yeah, Mac, they're putting one in. <laughs> Mac, they're putting one in Niles, supposedly. They're putting one in Dirty Niles. The river, because yeah, it's, ha- it's halfway between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. They've been expanding oh. up north. So they said, "Wow, we're gonna put one in Trumbull County. Let's go ahead and throw it in Dirty Niles." Good. Wow. Good God. Hey, the best wings that I've ever. Be- the, the best wings well, since I've ever the had come from the. Shut- yeah, like so. So here's the here's the crazy part about it is, um, y- you know, so the Eastwood Eastwood Mall is pretty much on its way out, um, and that was the that was the shining. <laughs> wow, Jeff! Wow! Wow! All right, I see how it is. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's just that's just wrong. That's just wrong. I'm not even. Don't even. Don't even read that comment for the people at home. Um, wow, I'm not gonna lie. That went right. So is that what's so funny yeah. about that? That went right over my head. I'm not. We'll, we'll explain it after the show. Yeah, yeah we we'll will explain, explain it after, it after the, show. the show. But I have, <laughs> have no chance. Um, 
So, yeah, the Eastwood Mall was the, you know, the crown shining jewel of Niles, Ohio for the longest time. Um, but it's on its way out. So that Bucky's is going to be the nicest thing that Niles, Ohio has to offer. So hey, the know, best honestly, wings I've ever had came from the Niles, Ohio uh, Quaker Steak and Loop, Mac. You mean the one in Cortland? <laughs> no, it's it's in, it's in Niles. And by, yeah, by the mall. He's, he's losing it. He's had too much time in the... In the club. No, no, that's not Quaker. That's um Oh, what is no, the name it's, of that? It's, oh, it's Quaker. It's Quaker. No, it's not Quaker. I swear on my prison There's sentence. It's... Eastwood Mall is booming. On on what level, sir? On what level? That awesome they have that awesome uh they have the awesome aquarium in there with all the sharks. There's a show. Yeah, it might be it might be Austin Town that you're thinking Maybe of. Maybe it's the Austin Town one I'm thinking of. Well, yeah. best wings I've ever had. Oh, Quaker Steak's pretty good. Yeah. Big fan. Same yeah. with Big Fan. Big fan. Permanis is fantastic as well. We don't we don't like endorsing I don't, don't want to admit it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't we don't like endorsing it, Western PA on this podcast. What is that? But Perman- it's it's so, you know that place I took you to in Cleveland Christian, uh Permanis? Uh, yeah, paninis. It's the original version of that. Ah, gotcha. So uh, to to explain this, um, KFC. Uh, so people in Western PA and from the Pittsburgh area, they enjoy putting coleslaw and fries on their sandwich. Um, you, you know, it's very so good. It's, yeah, it, it's it's an awkward combination, but but it works. It's good. It works. You the coleslaw will not. If, you're, if good. you're real sick in the head like me, you add an egg and double the meat. Um, yeah, it's – oh, man, it's so good. What kind of egg are you going? Over easy? Fried? Oh, no, I just up? tell them to add an egg. I just, I just tell them an egg. And they – usually it's um, usually it's a little runny, but it's, it's a fried egg. Okay. I like how everyone – everyone it's that time of year everyone tuned in to listen to Hardcore Browns talk, and we've now been talking about – God knows what for the last ten minutes. We spent five minutes on Bucky's alone. Better, better than talking about Nick Chubb trades. Tell you that for damn sure. Facts. Oh, uh, sick of it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so I was thinking so, about this today. I was thinking about this today, guys. All right. If you could add one restaurant to First Energy Stadium, what would you pick? Like one concession item that's not already there. Chick Fil A. It closed on Sundays, bro. That's the point. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, that's 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 the joke. Uh, oh wow, yeah, no, that would actually that would actually work. <laughs> no, I, I get I get what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, but added to First Energy Stadium. Um, hear me out. Hear me out. Kentucky Fried Chicken. The Colonel. The Colonel. It's not a bad addition. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. My my thought is that you know my. it's Cleveland. Give uh, you know, give give a small vendor a chance. You know, maybe do something uh, like Greek or Greek or Polish. Like imagine um, a pierogi place. Yeah, yeah. What's a pierogi? It's a pasta it? show with potatoes, and it's very Pons. good. Your your country folk out there probably don't know what that means, so. No, I know what a pierogi is. I've been to Cleveland enough. I know. Never had one. I just know what it is. 
So I forgot to I forgot to tell you guys um, my addition to make the NFL better. Oh now, yeah, mine's let's a get back bit to that. Low key, yeah, mine's a little bit a more low key, um, but instead of the coin toss, why don't you just have a race? Winner gets the ball. So you know when you start the game, um, you know when you come out at halftime, um, and then when you go into overtime. And, you know, and I'm not – because immediately all the old heads are going to think about, you know, when the XFL first came out and, you know, they have people diving on the ball and getting injured. No, just flat-out race. Just whoever can grab the flag off the podium or whatever first. And, you know, it's the – how many times have we, have we just seen somebody just by luck win a coin toss and they end up, get, you know, getting the benefit, they get a 14-point swing and a half or they get – first ball, uh, ball first at overtime. Um, and, you know, everybody's immediate answer is, oh, well, you can just give them another possession in overtime. But why not make somebody earn it, you know? No, hear and me you out. Have, you have all these guys with so much speed that rarely see the field because they're special teamers. So it gives them a time. You know, you can build this up. You can get everybody amped up in a 50-yard sprint to see who gets the ball, I mean, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna pull up, you're not gonna, you're not gonna dog it. It's not dumb luck. It's mono e mono. First one to grab it gets it. Hear me out. You let the O lineman race. I like that. I like that. I like that. I would hog love race. to see a three hundred fifteen pound man hauling ass. No, it's like the entire, yards. the entire offensive line has to race, and whoever, what you know, like places. Like, you just kind of go by places, and whoever has, like, the most, like, higher, you know? What? What? Yeah. See, now you lost. It, now it sounded, no it sounded good in my head, but once I started okay. talking, it didn't make sense. So, sometimes I'm like, my Yeah, no, it went to hell it just come, it just It just comes out, and then I just don't know where it goes. You don't know where it's going? Yeah. yeah. So, I was thinking about this today, fellas. Right. I'm actually starting to get optimistic about the Browns. I can't believe I'm saying that. I can't believe you're saying that either. I'm like the more and more I thought about it, and I was like, you know, I don't think we truly realized how bad the special teams unit was last year. If they're even a top half special teams, let's even say, let's say Ventrone Bubba gets them to top 12, and Whoa. they have a top 15, 14 defense and keep up the Stefanski offense. I mean, I, I think I, I hate being this way, but I, I think there's reason to be optimistic because that's all the improvements you're talking about making internal from coaching without even getting into the just overall talent overall, I think we're gonna see. Like I hate like I honestly am like going through my head, like guys, they might get a lot better. I mean, like, if you just surely, if you just shore up just simple operations things, as in, you know, when you're kicking off, your opponent isn't taking it all the way to, you know, the 45, or you're covering a punt correctly, or, you know, you're making sure that you're off, like, you're making sure that the team is lining up correctly to receive an onside kick, and you're having the correct amount of people on each side. Um, you know, the amount of games that that would have won the Browns for this year is pretty high. So it's really hard to win in Cleveland. Now it's even harder when a third of your team is consistently not good. 
So I, I, I a hundred percent agree. Now I'm not incredibly um, optimistic. I will say, and you know, I want to give props to KFC on this because he's been on this train for a while now. Um, MKC mentioned a guy by the name of Javon Hargrave. Yes. Now, he is one of the many Eagles players whose contract officially became voided today, meaning he's a free agent. F-R-E-E, that spells free agent. And I'm incredibly – like, they – and as much as we've been complaining about the cap here down with the Browns, they can make it work, and realistically, he's looking at – somewhere around 20 million a year and the Browns can make that work. They're going to have to do a little bit of gymnastics, but they can make this work. And just looking at it, he had 40 QB hurries and 30 run stops last year. He played for Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator. And he has the chance to play with one of the best edge rushers in the league. So I don't think he's going to turn that down. It, you know, it's, it it benefit both parties here, and y- you know if they nab him, the defense can make a huge turnaround next year. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree, and I think I've been looking at this. I think that this is going to be an interesting offseason for the one thing, for the main reason being, I think we're going to have to say goodbye to some guys that a lot of some fans are not going to be super happy about. There's one who wears uh, a number in the seventies that I think um, only Mac and I will be the ha- will be happy to see him go. And no, it's not Jed Will. I will n- no, I will not be happy to see him go. Now I will understand why he's going. Um, but I will not happy I will not say that I'm happy to see him go. Um, I do I do like the tellers. I, I love I love the passion that he plays with. I mean he's one of the best run blockers that I've seen. Um, definitely but he, you know like I'm just getting worried. I'm just getting worried. Yeah. Uh, someone just told me that uh, Wyatt Teller was just called for another illegal man downfield, as you were saying that. Now, that's the RPO. I don't know. That illegal man downfield usually is never on the offensive lineman. It's, it, you know, it's on the offensive lineman one, t- one time out of ten. And what, what I mean by that is usually when that happens, it's, it's an RPO and the, the whole offensive line is thinking run, it's a man downfield because the quarterback's holding the ball too long, you know, because he's supposed to get rid of it. Um, now, with that, there's also miscommunications on screens, but that's, that's from an operations standpoint. Uh, I mean, you know, alignment downfield is – it's one of those weird things that, like, should never just happen from an operations standpoint. It's, it's usually not like a player, but – to your point, Matty G, you you have brought it up in the past. Uh, you, you know, in the future, this front office is going to be building around the quarterback, and they're going to be building a team that you know can operate passing more. Um, now, as much as I kind of disagree with that move, I understand it. And looking at it, you know, Wyatt has not improved his pass blocking, and for to pay a guard thirteen million a year, and he, you know, he's struggling. Protecting, you know, your quarterback, it's, uh, you know, chance he might get moved. But if he stays, I'd be happy he's here. But I can understand if, you know, he gets shipped elsewhere. You know, one trade that I wouldn't be shocked, uh, the more and more I think about it, 
And Maddie G's actually brought this up numerous times, and I just kind of blew it off. I didn't think. But the more and more I think about it, I think that Greg Newsom might be might be a part of a trade. If and I think it's only if it's for a good wide receiver. Or do you, like you know, yeah, like yeah, for yeah, a, for like an equal equal trade. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's um you know, it's kind of tensions are rising with Greg Newsom here. He you, you know, the, the it's well it, it's not just that, but you know, it it started last year when he was being a little bit too mouthy. Um, you know, in the press conferences, saying that it wasn't me. Now, De- was Denzel a part of that as well? Yes. Um, but just like how you're saying, he came out and specifically was just like, I'm not playing in the slot this year. You know, he's got all these promotions and at clubs and everything. And, y- you know, there is, a, you know, there is a little bit of tape totally out agree. there. And, and you know, first yeah, team all barley really has point. Um, you know, Greg Newsom is not better than Denzel, and he's not better than Martin Emerson. I mean, Martin Emerson was locking up guys like Mike Williams. You know, Greg Newsom wasn't doing that. He, I mean, he certainly wasn't doing that his rookie year, you know, and now he came out openly, not even had a conversation with the coaching staff, but came out openly and said that he wouldn't play a position. Now, you know, the one thing that – coaches always preaches availability um now they mean injuries but they also mean is how many spots can we put you on the field because the more versatile a player is and the more willing that they are to you know try new things the more playing time that they're going to get so what happens if you know we have some breaking browns news what is it uh to no surprise, the Browns are expected to fully guarantee the fifth-year option on Jed Wills before the May 1st deadline via Mary Kay Cabot. Well, that's tough. You know what, do you know what I say, you know what I say guys? What's Life that? sucks and then you die. That's my response to that. And you said it was just now tweeted? It was tweeted by just tweeted by More for You Cleveland about ten minutes ago. It was via MKC. Uh, I don't even see it. So they're picking up right. they're picking up his option? Yeah. God. That's Do you think terrible. he gets traded? Like I, mean, I was listening to G. Bush on. Him up. <laughs> so, I was listening to G. Bush on Saturday, and he had said that someone in the know told him that Jed Wills was worth a second round pick. Which I there is no way he is worth a second round pick because I feel like AB would have made that trade too. He's, he's young. He's young. I, I don't think he's worth a second. I just don't think he's I, worth a second second round I, pick. I, I don't know how you can see him just be a complete. Revolving door on the field, and say, "Wow, that's a second round pick right there." I mean, crazy I mean, things have happened. Oh, man, twenty twenty, Jed Wills is a second round pick, probably. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, it's never been talent. It's. It's always just been effort, and you know, will to want to. I. 
they're starting to be a little worst. too confident with the offensive lines. I'm not going to lie to you because this and the Conklin extension are both questionable at best. I mean, you're telling me that there's not a single NFL player out there that wouldn't be an app because let, let's be honest right now. Jed Wills is an absolute liability. He is. He's a left tackle that's get, that you know traditionally gives up after three steps. So I would call that a liability. You're telling me that there's there's no other left tackle out there that's not a complete liability. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's not a guy that you can throw you know maybe five six million at. There's not a there's not an eight. I, I mean, I I'd, I'd call a, what's his face um, Eric Fisher. See what he's doing. I mean, they 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 could offer me like ten thousand. I'd probably go out there and play. I mean, I'd be the worst tackle in NFL history, but I'd do it for ten thousand. What about uh? What about OBJ? Not happening. Oh yeah, they, I mean, I, I don't. Hey, uh, oh, by him saying OBJ, he means Orlando Brown Jr., not yes. the actual OBJ everybody knows as OBJ. Um. He made fifteen million uh, last year, and I think he's he's on pace to get probably eighteen or twenty. I wouldn't be surprised um, if the Chiefs try to tag him again. Um, Wait, do you guys think that they 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 pick they're going to pick up the uh, tag to make it more like so they can get more value out of a trade? Because technically, two years locked down is better than just one. So it's technically not a rental. You've got him for two years. That's so, but you're not. Who wants to pay Jed Wills sixteen million fully guaranteed? Yeah, so I'm telling you, his age, his age. There are teams that think they. Oh can yeah, fix no, 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 no. That's and, what and, I'm. And that's what, what I'm kind you. of basing that off yeah. of. People think that they can fix players. Like you put them in the right system. Absolutely. Like, and he's what well, 24, I mean, 25? I mean, that's how Anthony Schwartz got drafted. Um, you, you know, there's a lot of guys in the league that are just saying, "Hey, it's because he's not in my program." Like he gets in my program, my system, you know, he'll be infinitely uh, a you know a better player. And potential wise, you know, is Jed Wills worth something? Potentially, and that's the key word. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know. So um, I think now in terms of like using the franchise tag KFC, I I don't think they go anywhere near him with that. Um, you, you know, in terms of the franchise tag, how they've been using it um, is they slap it on somebody and then they end up giving them a multi-year deal. Um, they practically use the franchise tag as like buying them time. You know, they did it last year with David Njoku, um, you know, before they gave him a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, honestly, I, I think the fifth-year option is just more or less just to give him um, a little bit maybe I, I I guess, but you know, if there's an upgrade out there, they got to take it. It's, I I mean, you know, we were just talking a couple minutes ago about how this team needs to build around their quarterback. Well, you know, Deshaun Watson can be as much as a Houdini as he is, and he's still going to struggle, you you know, if Jed Wills doesn't, you know, start caring more. And that's the crazy thing. It's not even him just, you know, developing a skill or, you know, he has to, he has to trim down. He has to get his cardio better. No, 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 no. It's straight up. Just want to. Unfortunately, boys, so. that was just the chow hole. I have to get headed back. You know, it was good. Good being back. You know, maybe I'll earn my camera privileges back, but you know, the deep state. Hates yeah. Me, so yeah. 
yeah, log out of your Gmail. Okay, we don't need to need you to be sending any more crazy emails. Yeah, it, it's just, and they're just tasteless too. They're just, just awful. A lot of HBO words. Yeah, you can't have that. Yeah. All right. I'll see you guys. <laughs> All see right. You, see you, buddy. So. And then there were two. Then there was two. <laughs> so, question. Shoot. Hypothetically, let's say a All team right. does does offer for Jed Wills. All right. What do you think that that team has to offer? Like, you think like. Because a lot of times, us fans, we get stuff dead wrong. Because I remember us talking last year. We were talking about the Amari Cooper trade. We were like, yeah. oh, he's gonna, he's he's easily going to be a second and a third. And then we got him for a fifth and swapped six-round picks. Like, like we, we don't know. Like, we, we, we act like we do, but, like, we don't. We really don't. Like, we can hear all these. But, like, if a team offers – if the team offers you a third for Jed, honestly, you got to take that. You got to take it. Absolutely. I mean, anything any, anything above like I uh, I'd say a third round pick and above. Absolutely. I mean, I mean his age, his contract because I you yeah. know, at the it, if he cares, he's top 15. If he mm-hmm. doesn't, he's a liability, but you know, there's still those you know, maybe couple snaps a game that he can put in for somebody and, and like again like you said it's it, it's potential you know but, he's still very young mm-hmm. and he's got a he's got a ha- halfway decent right now a halfway decent contract um for the kind of player that he is well the thing is is before we would ship him out i would want to know who like i would like to see like who we would get to replace him yes I know that's probably not good because that's kind of what we did, like with the Deshaun Watson and Baker, kind of tank the value. But like, I would still rather be more sure in having the tackle before, because then you're just going to look desperate looking for a left tackle at that point. And we don't really have a fir- we don't have a first round pick, so we can't pick a tackle first. And in that second, I mean, we're, we need we got other holes to fill, and like that's the only thing that gets me about the Jed Wills trades is like. Is it really like I know he's a liability, but is there like a good replacement without having to pay thirty five million dollars a year for a left tackle? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, like I mean, hell, honestly, I'd really now you know Eric Eric Fisher is kind of on the tail end of his career, and he's a free agent for a reason. But uh, I mean, you, you know, I'd sign him bring him into camp and then have him and James Hudson battle it out for, you, you know, who's going to win, who's going to win left tackle. Cause I, I do think that there is something with James Hudson. Um, you, you know, he drastically improved his, his run blocking this year. Um, and he's really done well to the point to where he was, he was seeing playing time, um, you, you know, as an extra blocker on those yeah. goal line situations. Uh, you know, they brought him in motion that one play and that was, that was super cool to see him pulling out in front. Um, but I do think that there is a spot somewhere on this team for James Hudson. So, you know, bring in, bring in Eric Fisher, who's a trusted vet, who's played the position for a couple of years. Is he, is he crazy good? Uh, you, you know, no, but he's also like not a liability. Yeah. And like, and, and that's the, that's the thing with Deshaun Watson and his ability to extend plays and his ability to get out of traffic in the pocket. You just need somebody at left tackle 
that's just not a liability. And what I mean by that is, you, you know, not going to get beat after two seconds, you know, not going to hold watching the ball, not jumping, you know, not, not committing false starts all over the place. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and, do I trust Bill Callahan? Absolutely. I trust Bill Callahan, but here's the thing, you know, it, it's on the offset offensive side of the ball. So who's the buck stop with Kevin Stefanski and Kevin Stefanski's never been the guy to lay the hammer down. You know, the only reason why he fired Woods and Prefer this year is because they, you know, because they had a losing season and people were coming at his neck. You know, it, it like, and and I think I answered my own question from earlier, KFC. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it, I think it was absolutely pushed on Kevin to get rid of Prefer because Woods was kind of easy because you know the torches were just out for this guy, and you you know they knew it coming. They needed a uh, you know an immediate. Um, like, and I, and I hate to describe it this do, way, but it almost kind of felt like a PR stunt firing Joe Woods. Do you think hey, it was, uh, like maybe like a, you know, like they did like the post like cut thing. Like if he, if you cut him after this, like it don't hit as much. Like, do you think they did that? No, 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 no. Because a coach's salaries compared to players is just, well, I mean, uh, still like you maybe think like they were trying to wait and see how it all played out before they did it. Just to make sure. Dude, I, I don't, I don't even think that that's, that's like calculated in it. If I, if I'm being honest. Um, but I, I do think now that I'm really thinking about it, I think it was pushed on Kevin to, to get rid of prefer. I don't think he wanted to, I think he wanted to do another because it, it doesn't make sense because right. Like, uh, unless the only other explanation I can think of is that they, they know that they can get Ray Ventrone in here to, to be special teams coordinator because like granted, you know, Prefer was bad, but mm. so was the other guy that they're interviewing from from the New York Giants. Like yeah. his his special teams was was just as bad. He had he had ten games this season, if you count their their first playoff game, um, you know, with negative EPA on special teams. Um, you know, Prefer had eight. So like uh, unless Raven Trone's ready to go and they know that they can snag him and that's why they did it because, you know, they're always looking to upgrade whatever their usual statement is there, you know, they're, yeah. but it's, it's really weird to see him getting let go this late in the season. So my, my gut feeling, my gut instinct mm-hmm. is that Kevin didn't want to want him go, but it got to the point to where they're like really looking at it and they're like, ah, you know, <laughs> those special teams have been losing us a lot of close games. Or do you think maybe it was more or less like um, maybe if we move on from him and hire this uh, Bubba Vatron, maybe we have connections to get like people to help us out, like on the defensive side of the ball and offensive side of the ball. No, no, I, I don't. I don't think it's more or less that. Um, now you do got to think. Um, also, um, so I'm going to answer that question and I'm going to hit you with a follow-up question. Um, so I, I think, I think what they're looking for is special teams. Um, they're looking for a little bit more energy and, and just attention to detail. Mm. I'm not saying that prefer isn't, but you know, how many big hits have we seen on special teams? How many, you know, like crazy, like good plays where guys are jumping up and they're energized and they're fired up, you know, running down the field there. Um, there's a lot of clips out there with the Colts and especially Ray Ventrone just going absolutely nuts, nuts on a sideline, getting his guys together. 
Um, you, you know, and you need that on special teams because it's a it, it's special teams outside of what uh, like four positions. It's all blocking and tackling. Mm-hmm. You you know these guys aren't going out for routes. They're not you know they're not covering guys like so. I do have a question for you though. Let's hear it. So there's a there's a couple of holes across the the coaching staff here. Um, one of them is QB's coach. Now, mm-hmm. granted, you know it's it's so low level. There's there's still Stefanski again. The book stops with him and AVP. Um, but I saw a tweet out. Um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say by who because I don't want to. Because um, I mean, you know, his his way of thinking on it wasn't wasn't too crazy. But you know, he said basically. Um, just get Deshaun Watson, whoever he wants. Now, while that's not bad, mm-hmm. I kind of think of it this way. So, you know, Kevin Stefanski was a safety in college. Mm-hmm. You know, his passing offense hasn't been great. He's never had a top 15 passing offense from 2019 to now. And that was when he was with the Minnesota Vikings. He, he, didn't, he didn't have, like, an elite passing team. He was running it with Dalvin Cook. Um, and then using the play action. But I kind of want somebody that's going to challenge Deshaun. Like, is, is that is, is that wrong of me? I, I kind of want no, a QB I, coach that's going to that's gonna be on his back. A lot of fire. Yeah, because it, it's so freaking hard to live in. Can we agree on that? It's so freaking hard to win in Cleveland, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's I feel, all we've known I, is losing. I feel like we have to, we have to go above and beyond just to be just to be above average right yeah so you know i I think what they need to do with the qbs with the qb coach search is they need to find somebody that can provide a different perspective Mm -hmm. you know avp is a smart guy and you know he played quarterback as well but he was a running backs coach for a while in green bay as well you you know what i mean like it's yeah i i want to i want to find a qb coach that's going to be you know attention not just who the quarterback wants and who who he wants to be friends with you, you know that's great and that's that's all good you, you know friendships within the workplace make make work better yeah. but i want somebody that can push to Sean here yeah and you know i don't know who it was or if it's even reasonable to think that we can even prime from philadelphia but whoever the philadelphia qb coach was i would be offering them picks because the I mean, elevation that Jalen Hurts has took over the last few years, quite outstanding. I mean, my question would be, is Clink, Cliff's Kingsbury, is he still available? Yeah, but I don't think he would take that that job. I think he would either want an OC or a head coach. I think he interviewed for some OC spots, if I'm not mistaken. He did. He did. Um Patriots, because maybe? they were uh, Texans, and then um, there was a, there was another been like a rumor. Well. Might have been a rumor. Yeah, but uh, you, you know what I mean. Like I, I just really, I really hope that they don't phone it. And I'm not saying that they will. Um, might want the QB coach from Baltimore. Interesting. Um, be all right, but right. I, I just don't – I'm not saying that they will, but I don't want them to phone it in and just – you know, the, because I feel like there's too many, which is a, another reason why I really love the the Schwartz hire. There's too many buddy-buddy 
guys on the coaching yeah. staff. Now you need a little bit of both. You, you know, well, it, nobody nobody wants to work for all hard asses, but at the same time, if you got a if you got a you know office full of yes men, you know nobody's pushing each other. Nobody's getting better. So. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, I get what you're saying, like the buddy buddy thing, but like, I feel like we got a bunch of yes men. Like it ain't even like the buddy buddy system. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like nobody wants to like make each other mad. I guess that is buddy buddy, but it's like, like you need some discipline in there. Like, and you know, like, I mean, even like even your friends, like you're supposed to check them. Like you're supposed to check your friends. Like that's how I like if you're, Honestly, if if you're not a real if you're a for real friend to somebody, you're gonna check them every once in a while. Like you're gonna be like, nah, bro, nah, you need to chill out. Like you're gonna check them. I mean, I think that's what the Browns need, like you said. And somebody like Schwartz is gonna do that, and probably need some more on offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely sure. need some more on offense. Um, you know, on on that note, you, <laughs> I I, th- I think it's funny these uh, these these two these two. Um, People podcast me and you, and they're they're always they're always pretty fun. Um, even though Manny ditched us for a gas station, you know, and we have yeah. a whole Maddie he probably G ran out of gas. He probably ran out of gas. Yeah, way I'm gonna suffer um, all his gas out of his car. But I can't wait to talk to you guys next week uh, because you know it's starting up next week, the combine. <sighs> I can't wait. I oh, can't wait dude. because it, here's what's gonna happen. I can already see it now. Jalen High is going to put on a show. That is, and I think that's actually going to hurt us a little bit. But I think he's going to put on a show. Who's who's I somebody have, you think is going to put I on a show? I have one guy here, and he is just an app. Like if he didn't go to Wake Forest, like if he went to a school in the SEC. Yeah. He'd be an absolute like I, I really do think that he would be a first round pick. A.T. Perry. He is 6'5, 205. He's an absolute tree, literally running around out there on the field. Um, like, and you know, everybody thinks when they think of the big receiver, ah, well, he's not that fast. Well, crazy part about it is is that he's had 14 games in his college career where he had a catch of over 30 yards or more. Yeah. So the man can get downfield, and there's whispers that he runs like a four four eight. Um, if he could get a low four four or like a high four three, you know, pick pick him at forty two. Well, him. heck, pick if he's him. even hitting a four four five, dude, pick him. Because I mean, honestly, the combine like doing that. I mean, it's I mean, it says a little bit about the speed, but sometimes it lies. Like I've seen some of them dudes that get like kind of slower times, but they're like you get them on the field, man. They're like everywhere. Well, yeah, yeah, you but, know, because uh, track speed's different than field speed. Yeah, and At Perry, he kind of reminds me of AJ Green. He does. He does. He kind of gives me the AJ Green vibe. So I I would say the only thing is is that well yeah because you know just the way he, he runs routes is. What and, I, yeah, and like it's it's pretty crazy to see him as a young guy um and be able to track the ball so well and you know know things uh, regarding um you, you know attacking a defender's blind spot on a on a double move um you know his str- like it's it's crazy because he's one of those guys where like his strides are so long that he looks like he's running slow but he's beating guys downfield and with with him being 65 um, you, you know, I mean, ask Deshaun Watson, would he rather have a bigger receiver? Of course, because it's a bigger target. 
So, you, you know, he's definitely a guy that I'm looking, I'm looking to see, I, you know, he already, he already can jump a, a 37 inch vertical as it yeah. is. So, you know, if he tests better than that and better than what he's supposedly testing on the 40, um, you know, <laughs> he's going to be climbing up draft boards and I sure as hell will jump for joy if they end up picking up. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to end the episode. That's a great way to end the episode. Hey, there's only one thing left to say. Go, go, Brown. 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 Brown.